Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 183 of the podcast that was originally recorded on November 21st of 2017. Some of the games I played this past, oh, about week and a half. A little Tokyo Highway, another interesting, crazy little goofy game my buddy Eric brought up there to the store. Some alien artifacts, like in this one so far, and some legendary Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, that one's a middle one. I'm just a Buffy fan, what can I say? Other than that, I also talked about a few of the things that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Wow, we are on episode 183 of the podcast as always, you can find me and send me some emails at what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there, guild number 2440 on Twitter and Instagram at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say, on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now on Twitch. The Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now, and YouTube is youtube.com slash what I'm playing now. All right, I would like to apologize for being silent for the past about week and a half now. Uh, I did not do an episode last week. It was my birthday, and there was just a lot of things going on at work, and I'm recording this a couple days late. I'm not talking about every game that I played in the past couple of weeks. We are going to highlight on a couple, and since it's the middle of the week, we're going to do this as a quick one. I do have a couple of things that I've played already this week, and I have some game days scheduled up towards the end of the week, especially Black Friday. We normally go down to the store and play a couple of games. I think we may get a couple of Buffy games to the table, although I do have one of those to talk about here in the episode. But we're going to try to get one of the other Buffy games to the table. And who who knows what other type of craziness and wackiness we'll, we'll bring out on our all-day play sessions when we're usually down there for a majority of the day. Uh, since um, most of us will have off uh, the day after Thanksgiving, although some people do have to work. So for those of you who do have to work, I, I can only wish you the best at work and get home to your families and play some games when you get there. But let's jump into a few of the things that I played for this past week and a week and a half or so. First thing we're going to talk about, Tokyo Highway. Okay, this is a crazy little game. When you open up the box, you're going to see a bunch of popsicle sticks. You're going to see some cylinders, gray and yellow cylinders. You're going to see some cars and tweezers. Yeah, yeah, I said tweezers. Um, Basically, the gist of this game is you're going to be building kind of like a highway. You're going to each start off with um, one cylinder on the table and then a popsicle stick kind of on there. You'll be able to you'll have a car on there, I think. And you're trying to just build a track um, by placing a couple of cylinders down. You either have to go one cylinder higher or one cylinder cylinder lower than you were, I believe, to actually get the. Popsicle stick, you know, the road um, onto the tape back onto the table, kind of like an exit ramp. Uh, You need a yellow cube. If you want to ignore the limitations of playing um, one cylinder up or down, you can play a yellow cylinder as well in that stack and you can go jump up. So if I had one cylinder there and I wanted to jump up to three, I would need to put at least one yellow cylinder there instead of the grays. Um, In this game, you are limited with the number of cylinders you have, Um, so you really need to kind of watch and pay attention to how fast you're building up and how many you're using as, you know, you don't want to just build up one, two, three, four, five and continue going higher and higher. You're going to want to bring your ramp and bring your road back down. You're also going to want to try to crisscross your opponent's road at 
at sometime during the game, because that's when you're going to be able to start putting cars on there. The more um, tracks and roads that you overlap during the placement of one of your roads, you will get to add cars to there. And it's the first person who runs out of cars is the winner. And interesting little game. I have a picture. I'm going to post it on Instagram tonight. It's been kind of sitting in my phone. I have a bunch of pictures sitting in my phone and I'm going to start trying to dump things out to Twitter and Facebook and everything. So if you do follow me on there, you're going to see some of these games that I have played in the past couple of weeks, but uh, Tokyo highway, very interesting. Uh, the tweezers you can use to actually place things down like the cars and everything. Uh, if you do bump uh, your, your your track or your opponent's track, I believe you're supposed to try to fix it, and you're supposed to give your opponent some of your popsicle sticks, and you if you run out of popsicle sticks, I believe that's another way you can essentially lose the game, but it was very interesting. Uh, we played a couple of quick games of this, and I will say that our roads got very interesting and crazy. It was We were, we were really trying to overlap e each other's roads quite a bit, and so things got really crazy towards the end, trying to place things down in a very, very confined space. If you shake just a little bit or you do not have steady nerves, this game will definitely be a little trickier for you. But I, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. The components, there there aren't, there aren't really a whole hell of a lot to the components. The components are very gray because it's the most of the cylinders of the roads are gray. The cars, I think, were like a light blue, light pink. But it was it was a really cool game. It was something that I'm glad I got to the table. I'd heard about it on a couple other podcasts. Uh, when my buddy Eric pulled it out, I was like, yep, let's give that a shot. It is only a two-player game. Keep that in mind. I don't know if you can play with more people. I don't know if there's like an, a variant or some alternative rules or something that you can maybe do team play or something of some sort. I'm sure somebody could come up with something. I have not checked Board Game Geek for any of that stuff, but uh, I at least wanted to touch on that a little bit. Tokyo Highway, very interesting game of popsicle placement in place of roads and trying to just build the craziest streets overlapping with each other and uh it was pretty cool if you get a chance to see this one i think my buddy eric bought this one off of off the board game geek website i don't think i have seen it in any of the stores around here that i've seen lately uh so i don't know if maybe there are some stores that i have not been to that might have this but i have not seen it in any of the stores that i've been in so it may be a little trickier to get and it is definitely a little costlier for the components that it comes with but it's definitely something to at least try if you can find somebody with a copy of that after that we have tried multiple times to play the game alien artifacts this is the new game from portal games this game was not made by Ignacy Trevacek, but I will say it does have a lot of the same mechanism that you'll find in some of 51st State. I've never played Imperial Settlers, but a couple people say it reminds them of that. You have, um, you're going to be building a tableau in front of you. This is a 4X game that is all based around cards. The... The whole gist of the game is to try to just get the most victory points. Of course, it's a victory point game. But to do that, you're going to have three cards in your hand normally later on in the game. If you do have cards, there are cards that can increase your hand limit. You have an assembly limit that will allow you to play two cards. Of course, there are going to be cards that will let you play more for that. You have on your turn, you're going to do one action. And then you can discard the amount, any other cards you have left in your hands. And then you draw back up to three. And that's pretty much your turn. But the actions that you can do on this turn, there are just a whole lot of actions. I'm going to try to remember them off the top of my head. I'm not going to hit them all because I'm sure I'm going to forget a couple. You can buy a planet. Um, 
You can buy any one of the three cards. The three main cards in the games are going to be planets, technology, and spaceships. Those cost you credits in the middle of your tableau, kind of like in front of you. You have a little score track to keep track of your credits. Uh, there are resources on the cards in your hand. You will use those to actually, when you purchase the cards, they'll go on the left side of your tableau. This is going to be your under construction area. When you utilize the resources from your hand to purchase or put a card into play, I guess you could say, it is going to be built. Each card ha is double-sided. It has an operation side to it and uh, the other, another side to it, which my brain is not um, letting me remember right now, so we're just going to skim right over that. Um, but we found this game to be really cool. You can purchase the planet, technology, or ships. You can bring them into play. If you put the... If you place the ship on its operational side, I believe, you will be able to attack with it. The technology side of the operational cards, I believe, will let you kind of like activate different set collection type things during the game by flipping over a card to seeing if you could match an icon on there and then you'll be able to score a certain amount of points. Those cards will also score at the end of the game. The planets can be mined for resources. You'll be able to put three cards under the under the planet. Each card, as you're taking it from the top of the deck, if you match, again, the icon that is on that card from one of the cards you're drawing, you can get a victory point. There are tons of ways to get victory points in this game. Um, I, I need to play this one a couple of more times because there's just so much going on in this game. We actually did get a very, very good five-player game in this week. I like to play it two-player. My wife and I got through a couple of turns when we were trying to learn it, but it was just a little... We needed to get the rules down a little bit better before we before we tried it again. And now that I now that I have the rules down a lot better than I did the first time I tried to play this, I'm going to be able to sit down and teach it to her a lot easier. Um, but there's 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 a lot going on in the game. You can attack uh, an alien planet to get some points. Your ships can be damaged if they're damaged. They basically go from your um, your area where your ships are sitting on the right side of the board where they're in in you know, in use back over to the left side of the board and under construction. If they're destroyed, they're removed from the game. They're put to back into the bottom of the deck. There's a lot of different actions you can take. A lot of the actions that I've already listed or that I've already mentioned are some of the ones you can take. You can also take actions to get uh, trade resources in and get more credits to be able to purchase more cards. You can have as many cards out on either side of the board as you want. When you are using the resources to purchase the cards, you always have what is called an assembly limit. Uh, you can normally only play two two cards from your hand to do pretty much anything in the game when you're going for resources or paying for something, when you're doing any of your basic actions. But there are going to be cards in the game that allow you to increase that assembly limit. So I could have a card that says when per, per, you know when building ships, I have an X, I got my assembly limit is raised by one. So that means I can now use three cards with three ship resources on them um, to try to get as many as much as as much of the resources I need to be able to put that card into play. Each additional card you move from your under construction area into your into your tableau on the right side where it will be in play will cost an additional resource. So the first one costs five, the next one costs six, seven, et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like an engine building game. It's to me it's it's quite a bit different from 51st State because 51st State I think is just 
you're you're building an engine with different resources. This one, it's taken me a while to really get down how to get an engine going. And when I did play the five-player game yesterday, I did have a really nice engine going. I had a technology card that actually allowed me to play four resources from a planet to get a couple of victory points. So I kept basically building planets on that operational side, which let me put three cards under there. And luckily I was getting cards under there that allowed, that had, you know, four resources of the same type on there. And I was just grab those four after putting them down there, grab those two cards with the four resources on them and say, okay, my action for this turn is I'm going to activate this card. I'm going to activate my technology. I'm going to turn in these two cards, two victory points. And I just kept trying to rinse and repeat that. My buddy Eric was doing a whole ship and attacking thing. Every time he was attacking, he was getting one victory point sometimes for the attack and, and the card was giving him an extra victory point. And so we were, we were kind of leapfrogging each other during pretty much the whole game. I did not plan accordingly for end game. Everybody has a particular race or I guess you could say race car, race that you have in front of you. And each card will have a particular ability on it, a skill, as well as an endgame scoring ability, kind of like the Lords and Lords of Waterdeep is kind of what that reminded me of. So you really need to pay attention to that. And I had misread mine. I really didn't fully understand it. And I got more points actually than I thought I would. But some of the other technology cards that you can get points for at the end of the game, I didn't prepare for accordingly. So I need to kind of get that down a little bit more. But I really liked it. Everybody at the table really seemed to like it. Some of the game can be a little fiddly because you are putting cards underneath other cards and it's it takes up a lot of space. And we were playing on one of the bigger tables they have down at the game store that I go to and they're nice sized tables. But even then it seemed like for with the five player game, we were kind of on top of each other as far as our tableaus went. You know, we were having to stack cards kind of on top of each other just to kind of get a just to kind of keep everything in check. But, you know, we got through the game. Everybody had a great time. The game lasts as basically however many players you are. That's how many times you got to go through the deck. So every round that you play the game, the deck's going to be smaller. So the, the rounds are going to be a little shorter because people are going to have their engines going. They're going to be drawing more cards, doing things. There's going to be more cards on the table. So that resource deck is going to be smaller each time you go through it. So, the, you know, the further the further you get into the game, the rounds do speed up a little bit. But I will say Alien Artifacts, I'm glad I picked it up. I can't wait to get that to the table again. Like I said, I want to get a two-player game in with my wife. I've heard the two-player games play a little faster, but the five-player game, once we got through the first couple of rounds and everybody pretty much had a good understanding of the game, it played played pretty quick. And it's Your turns are very fast. Your turns are done probably within 10 to 15 seconds, if not faster. Because, I mean, when it would come to my turn, I would say, okay, I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm going to draw these two cards. Boom, go to the next guy. And your turns in this game, if people are paying attention and they are planning properly and they don't sit there with analysis paralysis, your turns can be very quick. And even, even with five players, it is back around to you usually very quickly. So you're really having to stay engaged with the game, pay attention to what's going on, and just make sure that you're ready when it comes to you and you're just go. Other than that, that's about all I could say for alien artifacts. So we're going to jump over to legendary Buffy the Vampire Slayer. My wife and I finally got this one to the table last week. Uh, we're going to play this one a couple of more times. But after the first play, we were very happy with the game. We lost. That sometimes happens, but we were still very happy with it. I, I really liked it. It is basically a deck builder. It plays like Marvel. It does have a few additional new things to it that add a little bit 
a little bit more to the game than the Marvel one it has. There is a light and dark track on the side of the board, and certain of the slayers and certain of the villains will do be able to do more abilities or be able to do more things, whether it is light or dark out, uh, depending on what type of character they are. There are also some other types of tokens that will let you add to your attack or your purchasing when you're trying to purchase a card. I'm really not going to go too deep into Legendary Buffy the Vampire Slayer, considering it is basically just like the Marvel deck builder that I've talked about in previous podcasts. The mechanisms are pretty much all the same. Playing the game is pretty much the same. I had one question that I wasn't 100% certain on, and I texted a couple of my friends that both have the Marvel game, and they were able to pretty much answer me without having ever seen any of the Buffy game because it utilizes the base Marvel Legendary rules. This is not one of the encounter games. It is based off of the off of the base Legendary Marvel stuff, so it uses the whole same type of um, kind of like building the mechanics for that. But I liked it. My wife, eh, she isn't a Buffy fan like I am. I had a good time with it. I want to play it a few more times, try to get through some more of the different bosses and actually try to win one. Like I said, I think pretty much it was my fault that we had lost that because every turn, every time it came to my turn, every other turn, I was flipping over a card that was basically bringing us closer to the end of the game. And when you got four of these one cards flipped over, it was pretty much you just lost. It just happened to be on my turn. I was the one flipping over all these cards, so I guess I will take it on upon myself that I was the one who lost the game for us, but we both played really well, and we're going to be giving that one a shot again. That is Legendary Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that's about all I'm going to talk about under the what I'm playing now part of the show. Um, I'm going to do another show on Sunday, so I wanted to keep this one kind of short since this is kind of like a midweek podcast. Uh, but my next one should contain a few more games that I played in the past couple of weeks, as well as most of the stuff I'm going to play on Friday. And and maybe I'll talk a little bit about my Gloomhaven that I'm going to be playing again on Sunday. But, you know, I'm trying to keep my Gloomhaven spoiler free, so we'll we'll take that as it goes. But let's talk about a few of the things that I want to play. For my birthday this past week, my wife got me a bunch of Rick and Morty stuff. Um, but one of the games that had just come out that she didn't get me that I picked up for myself was Rick and Morty Close Rick Counters of the Rick Kind. This is a deck builder. This is by Cryptozoic. I'm, I have been told not to expect too much out of this game. So I'm going to go in with it just as, just to enjoy the Rick and Morty experience that it will hopefully give me and have a good time with it. So once again, I'm not going to expect too, too much out of that. I'm a Rick and Morty fan. If you are not, I'm sorry. It is just something my wife and I have just kind of found and we like. And I know that I have a lot of friends who aren't even sure what, what the hell Rick and Morty is. But I tell them, watch it and you'll probably like it. If not, watch something else. We, My wife and I, we watch a lot of cartoons here, Bob's Burgers and all those things. So Rick and Morty just falls into that whole thing of what we like. And it's, it's just a good one that we have a good time with. Other than that, one of the other games that I picked up, I had talked about that little kind of like a bubblegum pack game called Dig a couple of episodes ago. I picked up another one called TKO. I don't think this one has as good of a ratings as Dig did on uh, Board Game Geek, but TKO is a two-player boxing game. I haven't really, I've looked at the cards. I haven't had a chance to sit down and read the rules. Hopefully my wife and I can get this one to the table this weekend and we'll see how that one plays. But other than that, I think that's about going to be it for this episode. Like I said, I'm going to try to keep this one short since it is late. It's the middle of the week, and uh, I have to work in the morning. 
even even though it is Thanksgiving week, I did not take any vacation days this week. So I have to make sure that I am up 530. So that is going to be it for this episode, everybody. Thanks for joining me. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there. Guild number 2440 is the number on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G on Facebook. Do a search for what I'm playing now on Twitch. We are twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. And on YouTube, it is youtube.com slash what I'm playing now. Follow, subscribe, like, love us, do anything you can for us. Tell your friends about us. We would greatly appreciate it. I will be back this weekend with another episode. Until then, everybody knows what they need to go do. Go play some more games. Then let me know what you're playing now. Until next week, everybody, you have a great week gaming. And I will talk to you later. Thanks for joining me again. Bye-bye.